welcome into the Rough Cut Sportscast. It is another beautiful day with your favorite people and some extras. <laughs> it's Thursday, January 21st. It is hockey day at the Rough Cut. It's your boy, AJ Johnson, with the one and only Vinny Milani. Vinny, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, man. I am doing so fantastic. You know it. Whenever we talk hockey, I'm like... I'm a kid. I'm a kid in a candy store, man. It's like what you were had last week with Aaron. You guys were just like loving over each other with your basketball <laughs> talk. Today is a special day for me. Okay, today's Why a special. Is that? Can I can I do this intro? I know you're the host here. You've got all you you hold all the power. But can I intro our special guest? Let me step aside. Do what you do. So today on the rough cut, we have the man, the myth. The legend, my brother, five-time men's league champion, five-time men's league champion. He is the host of the Power Play podcast. He is Anthony Milani, my brother. Anthony, what's up? How are you today? Hey, boys. Thanks for having me on. That's uh, quite the intro. Five uh, BHL championships. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard work, man. You have that many uh, championships on your belt. But, you know, somehow, somehow I manage, you know, I get into the gym once every couple months, you know, make sure the body still got it. And, you know, here we are. You see the, uh, are, are you male, the male are, figure at peak performance right in front yeah. of you. So just a little fun fact, Anthony, Anthony and I both play men's league, not together, not in the same league, but we both play men's league and Anthony has somehow gotten five men's league championships while I have zero. What's well, up? You know, you, you're not gonna get in the transactions. You're not gonna bring you over to the team. You can't even sit at the end of the pine. I do. I do play in the 35 and over league. You know. Hey, hey there you go. It's it's still championships though. I can't win a single championship to championship. That's I just it. want to point out, Anthony. You look at you and your. So mom and dad both are supposed to be watching this show. Just letting you know, and I want them both to see this beautiful face that sits right behind me. That's <laughs> Anthony right there. That's yeah. Anthony. And that's baby me. AJ, yeah. over. I got enough. I can't. I, I don't have baby me. I'm just, I got my baby gnome here, uh, you know, repping for FSU hockey behind me. They have, a team. Uh, college... they have a team, by the way. Like, did that happen this year? Is that new? No, they've had a team. They've had a club hockey team. I, okay, real quick, though. This, you have brought me to a great, great, Great point here to tell all of our casual listeners that if your school, whatever your favorite college football team, they more than likely have a club hockey team, and they're not that bad. Florida, we're not State, talking, we're not talking field hockey, right? No, 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 we're talking real <laughs> legit hockey. Florida State had or has a Division three club hockey team. Okay, it, it's at the bottom of the so it's like NCAA, obviously D one, right, right, right. three, but then you go into the club sports. FSU has one. Florida has one. Ah, club sports. Got yeah, you. Sports. Okay, Georgia and I do know one. what you're talking about now. Yeah, I know. So what you're, okay, I feel all better. of these schools actually have hockey teams. So, and that's you should probably go out and support those teams, man. I'm telling you, go out and support those teams. The games are so much fun. I played ACHA D three club hockey. It is so much fun to go watch and play. Go check it out. Cheap plugs. Stop it. 
Well, good. So it's cool. We're going to get right into it. But before we do, I want to let you guys know, first and foremost, thank you for watching. Thank you for being with us. We always appreciate you guys joining us on this six-star content. It is hockey day. Our comments are about to blow up. We love chatting with the fans. So once these guys get into it, if you have things you want to talk about hockey-wise or anything, drop it in the chat. We are very responsive. We thoroughly enjoy having you guys be sports fans in the best place to be sports fans right here at the Rough Cut Sportscast. If you have not yet, head over to all of our social medias right here on Facebook at Rough Cut Sports. Jump over to Twitter at Rough Cut underscore sports. Then jump on our Instagram at the Rough Cut Sportscast. Hit that like, hit that share, hit that follow. And when you're done with that, tell somebody, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your brother, tell your cousin, tell your auntie, tell your uncle, tell your best friend, sister's cousin, daddy, dog, cat, tell everybody. I don't care. Bring the love to the Rough Cut Sportscast since we are about every I had day. to interrupt the graphic there, man. You have so many people in your family. I can't deal with this. I have the, the, my family members right here. Like right here. We have another brother. That's it. That's as far as we go, okay? You Have, have you so never heard the term chosen family? You know, you don't I, got people right on the outside that you love so much. You consider them family. I got that in, in bunches, man, on top I, of the actual huge family that I do have. Hey, speaking of family, hi, mom. Hi, Dad. They're in the hey, chat. They are live. Back to back days. Back to back days. Love to see it. Papa, <laughs> Mom, and Alani, thank you so much. My parents have yet to watch the show, so uh, Wait, your family's your winning on the front. Wasn't your mom in the show last last night? Late last night? My, no? my aunt popped in, said hey, and ran away. It's cool. Uh, I understand. It was one of those finger scrolls through Facebook. It's like, <laughs> oh, I see someone I know. Hey, okay, bye. Like, bye. I didn't put too much into it. <laughs> but I want to go back to where you are. So you you opened a lot of eyes. A lot of teams probably don't know that their college may have an actual hockey team. So let's get you guys rolling. Let's jump to the pro level. We, we talked about this, you know, I'm a casual fan. I'm probably a little bit more than a casual fan when we use that term, but there are a lot of people who enjoy the thought process of hockey, but don't exactly know what to do, the first steps to take to actually enjoy hockey the way an actual fan would. So, like, if you guys had a team, I'll start with you, Vinny. If you had a team that you think would be a perfect team for somebody to start watching, for them to maybe start enjoy hockey, Maybe, maybe not they're just so successful, but maybe they just have a lot of fun on the ice. Is there a team that you would recommend to the casual hockey fan to start watching? So I think the I think the most obvious ones are like the like the Vegas Golden Knights. I think they're a team that is incredible to watch. They're so much fun. Them in Colorado are the two teams that are just so much fun to watch. They have so much speed, so much finesse that you can go down and you can go up and down the lineup, and you're gonna watch some player that's going to light it up and do something fancy. I got I posted this on my Facebook the other day asking like what people thought, like what teams that they would recommend for everybody. And someone actually brought up a really good comment. I think it was Michael Sherman. He normally joins the show and, and chats with us. Great guy. He commented on there to, to start following a team that isn't that good right now, that is going to be good on then on, on the rise. Like join that bandwagon before the bandwagon yeah. gets rolling. And I thought about that. I really thought about that. And I was like, the Ottawa Senators. You have to – the Ottawa Senators are one of those teams right now. They're gritty. They're a tough team. They got a lot of young talent on their team. Tim Stutzel is going to light the league up. He could be a Calder Trophy winner at the end of the season. He is going to be great for Ottawa. Brady Kachuk on there as well. They have they play a kind of like smash-mouth style of hockey where they're not, they're not like crazy finesse. They have the players to do it, 
but they're going to put on a performance for you. So if you're start just starting out in hockey, hop on the Ottawa Senators bandwagon because maybe in a few years you might see that team really step up and become a contender. I like that. That's that's a good start place. I, I always uh, agree with that. I there are people I've met who never watched like football in their life. This was on the younger side and they jump in and they pick the team that's been winning. The amount of Alabama bandwagon fans, and I'm not saying you are one of them, but the <coughs> amount of Alabama <laughs> bandwagon fans. You both are fans. You get out of here. Oh, well, why do we keep you here? If, you're, if me and Anthony are the FSU fans, we need to keep the show going. There's no need for you. I, mm-hmm. I can get through this hockey talk. <laughs> yeah, Anthony, what about you, man? <laughs> How Anthony, what about you? What do you have? Um, for a team that you would think is a great one to start maybe your hockey love of your life? <laughs> this is a great question. Right now, we have a new team coming into the league next year, the Seattle Kraken. If you're getting into Ooh. hockey right now, why not start with a fresh team? You know, you're a fresh fan, start with a fresh team. They're going to have a bunch of new players that have never been there before. You can be part of something great um, right off the bat. We saw how great... Las Vegas ended up being in their first year, you know, and it really got everyone jazzed up for them. I think Seattle can do the same, especially with the way the lottery is, or not the lottery, but the uh, the the draft is set up for them to to get players from other teams. It's it's perfect and a recipe for pretty quick success. So I think that they're going to be successful in the early years, which should create a lot of excitement. So if you're just getting into hockey, look forward to next year's Seattle Kraken. They're going to be new. They're going to be exciting. Um, I'm excited to watch them. That that's a really that's a really great answer. To be honest, like. I remember when the uh, expansion team got passed and so quickly after the Las Vegas Knights, I'm uh, I'm assuming that that was already in, you know, the works of happening. But what was good for me as a casual hockey fan, this is going on at the exact same time that Washington football team is going through their name change. And on the same day, Washington's like, we're going to be the football team. Oh, and the everyone's football like, team. Really? That's what you're going to do. And then the hockey league comes out with the Seattle Kraken and the logo and it's buzzing and everybody's hype. And it just lets you look at the National Football League like, you you seriously going to let hockey beat you on this day? Like, you're supposed to be the king of the hill and this is what we're doing? I'm jazzed about the Seattle Kraken. If I wasn't already a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, not a bandwagon, been there for years, <laughs> I, I would jump on the Seattle train if I hadn't known anything about hockey whatsoever. So that's a really good idea. If you, you know, you're starting with a clean slate, liking the sport. Pick a team that starts with a clean slate. That's good. That's good stuff. Anthony, Anthony, last last episode, last time we talked hockey, I absolutely shredded every Lightning. I was like, I I, I came out on there. I was like, I hate every single Lightning fan. (laughs) They're the worst team. I don't like out of every team that the Rangers play against, like in terms of rivals. Oddly enough, the Lightning are the the, my biggest, most hated team. Okay, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's crazy how that's developed over the last five or six years just it's a playoff rivalries and then you talk to the fans who are a little pompous at times now they won the cup it's it's even it's even worse but um that's really what drives but what drives my displeasure for the lightning is really talking to the fans that's what i said i that's think that's i think so that's it that's we got so much heat for it. last episode where it was like oh my god like oh, how how dare you die? oh man there you, 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 you exaggerate you exaggerate Listen, oh, I'll God. tell Anthony, I'll tell you what I told Vinny. Yeah. It's almost the same as any other fan base. If you find the wrong ones to talk about, you'll never care to look for the right ones to talk about. Every fa- every Lightning fan I've been around, and of course we have like minds, so maybe it's a little nicer to me, 
they've been they've been great. They've been fantastic. I have it's the same thought process. I know tons of Gator fans. There are some that are just the worst. There are others that understand. I think that's the same dynamic, but that's just my squad. So I gotta I gotta go to bat for him. I gotta throw the gloves down for him. Can I ask you a question, yeah. Anthony, real quick about this Seattle team? I'm really glad you brought them up. How yeah, you, go ahead. Vegas ended up doing really well in their first season. Do you think Seattle is going to be able to repeat that kind of success? Or I, do you think, think, like I think the way the expansion draft is set up and teams have to give up players, it sets the teams up for success almost immediately. Look at all the great players they got right off the bat. Marc-Andre Fleury, a, a, a star goaltender. They had Nate Schmidt. They had a lot of good guys right up front that helped them go to the cup the first the first year. You know, they were, you know, a couple of a couple of good puck bounces away from raising the cup in their inaugural season. And I think that's going to be the same for the. I'm not saying they'll go to the cup, but I'm saying they're going to see a certain amount of success in their first year just because they're going to have the guys to do it. They're going to have good players. Um, now, in in Vegas' situation, they had that awful Vegas shooting right before the season, and I think that banded them together and that. You know, unfortunately, that helped them and the city, I think, have an extraordinary season. But then they've been good since. So, you know, that you can't put it all on that. But I think that helped. Um, but either way, Sal's can get some great A players, probably some good goaltenders. We talk, especially in today's NHL, there's so many good goalies because they all train and prepare in similar ways that it's hard to pinpoint like, OK, this guy is more elite than that guy because they're all so elite in their training and their preparation now. So it's. It's um, they're they're destined, I think, for at, at least a playoff berth in their first season. Yeah, they're they're primed. I mean, it's like literally the way. So for the casual listeners at home, the way this expansion draft works is every team has a list of protected players that they have that they can protect. Certain players are exempt from the from this type of expansion draft. Guys that are still like very on their rookie deals, uh, guys with no movement clause. But there, there's a certain amount of players that you can protect. And just there's so much talent, like you said, there's so much talent in this league that you just can't protect everyone. So no. I'm really excited for it, man. Absolutely. So after this season, you know, I'm assuming, you know, God willing that, you know, COVID kind of takes a backseat to sports and we get back to doing things naturally. So one more on the Seattle team, when these divisions and the conferences go back to normal, What's the competition like for Seattle? What what conference and division are they going to be in? What are the teams that they're going to have to go up against night in and night out that could either, one, give them a problem, or two, surprisingly, not stack up? They'll either probably, one of you can. They'll probably end up in the Pacific Division with the Ducks in L.A., um, and both those teams are have not been great in the past few years, so they're getting draft picks themselves. So I think in the next five years, that's going to be a very competitive if that's the way they do it, some things don't make sense in hockey. Like um, the Bulls are in the East, but the Blackhawks are in the West. You know, yeah. so it's so it doesn't know Nashville. You have the basketball knowledge. Where did Nash- that come from? Holy I've, been watch- crap. I've been watching the Last Dance. <laughs> um, Great documentary. But, uh, it, was, it, was, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. But but my point is like Nashville plays in the West. You know, so it doesn't always make sense. So they might mess with the divisions that way just for pure numbers purposes. But if they go just geographically, that would be what it is. And if, if that's the case, that would be an awesome, probably very competitive division for the next few years. I, I, we're, I know we're going to talk a little bit later about like what's going on in the league right now and the new divisions that are there and things like that. I, I, spoiler alert, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be hyping up this North Division, and I'm hoping something like this kind of sticks with the NHL, like with this North Division. It's so much fun to watch, but we'll get into that. Absolutely. 
Vinny, he mentioned the Kings haven't been what they used to be. If I recall correctly, last time we talked hockey, you had some very nice things to say about the Kings. Where do you guys differ on this topic? I like the Kings, man. I really like the Kings in the future. I think that they have a lot of young talent. We saw in the World Juniors, the guys, guys, guys like Arthur Kaliev for Team USA, Alex Turcotte is also on that team. They have a lot of young pieces. I think that Central or that that Pacific Division, even with the with the Ducks, you got a guy like Trevor Zegers on the Ducks. All these teams in the in in the Central Division or the Pacific Division like the Ducks. They stockpile picks and they picked well. Quinn by I didn't even mention Quinn Byfield for the for the uh, Kings. I wanted him with the Rangers. I I didn't want Alexi Lafreniere. Hot take. I know. I get it. But I didn't want Alexi Lafreniere for the Rangers. I wanted Quinn Byfield because I think he is going to be a stud in this league. You got guys like Alex Turcotte. Their center depth is going to be great. They're going to have a guy like Jeff Carter still there by the time these kids come up. Jeff Carter is going to be a pure like a pure veteran at that point, a depth player. He's going to be able to help them out. And not to mention, they still have Drew Doughty on that team, and Drew Doughty's a fantastic player. Cal Peterson's in net. I love the direction that the Kings are going in, and I think that they – I said the Kings are going to make – that they could make the playoffs this year. And, and hot take, crazy, I know. I think the Kings could actually make the playoffs this year. I don't think that that Pacific Division – or that West Division or whatever it's called now. The I don't Honda think, West. The Honda West. There it is, Honda. Yeah. John <laughs> West, by the way. John Cena is sponsored by Honda, just letting you know. Uh, That's funny. But the Honda West, I think that that division is wide open. And I think L.A. could snag, like, the fourth spot. I'm going to disagree with you there. Of course you are. Of course you are. In a, in a division that has Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado in it, up-and-comers like Arizona, and then um, Minnesota has been great. That kid, uh, I'll talk about him a little bit more later, but that kid Kaprasov has been awesome for them out the gate. So uh, I, there's no way L.A. makes it, in my opinion. I don't. I. I, no I, I think the way Minnesota is playing right now. I think the way Minnesota is playing right now. It's. It's definitely hard to see that actually happening. I mean, look at that division though. So you look at that division. San Jose or St. Louis is a lock. Vegas is a lock. Colorado is a lock. Mm-hmm. Everything outside of that, that fourth spot, could literally go to any team. And I think I don't think Arizona's that. I don't think Arizona's that good. I, I think I think Arizona is really good. I think that they've not started well but there's a lot of talent. They're well coached. If, if they can get the goaltending they need, they got a lot of good players. Uh, that kid, Connor Garland, is just disgusting. His hands are nasty. They got guys who can put the puck in the back of the net. If they can get the goaltending, I, I think that they're they're the team that hits that fourth spot. But even if they even if they don't, I don't see LA taking it. You think so? You have you, so you would have LA. At the bot, like the bottom two teams in that division, because San Jose is also in that division, and Anaheim yeah. is also in that division. So would you have? Would uh, I can't? I I, lo- I love L.A. this year. I love. I LA. would, I I would definitely put Minnesota ahead of L.A. So I, I think between Minnesota and Arizona, they would be the two teams to get it. And between all the California teams, I think they're all just going to miss. I think Anaheim's too young, too too old in some in some aspects, like with Getzlaff, and too young in others with all the rookies. And did you see Ryan Miller the other night, by the way, did you see Ryan Miller style his, his pad? He's got great. He's got great pads. I wish he had the matching glove and blocker, but what, <laughs> what can you do? He, he, he's still, he's still great. By the way, I, the ducks haven't been good, but he's, he's been great. I think he's played a couple of games for them already. And he's made, he made a couple of really sharp breakaway saves. One of them, they end up scoring the rebound, but um, he's still playing aggressive, still making good saves for them. So 
there's a reason why they're they're keeping him around, and it's 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 not just because he's a he's a wily vet. He's he's making saves for them. With but, great style, but, but the team isn't isn't good, and it's not going to matter how well he plays night to night. I don't think. So just a little just a little fun fact here for for the casual fans watching at home, listening at home. Hockey is one of those sports that has the goaltenders. They have their pads and they have different designs on them and like really cool color setups, color schemes, everything like that. Full custom though. Like it's like everyone has their own set here and it looks fantastic. I know Anthony on the power play podcast, you have the setup of the week. Every week you talk about a goalie setup where it's super sick. And I think that is, even if you don't even like, you're not even super into hockey. Just look at the goalies. Look at their style. It's just great. If you're a fan of great style, then you'll love it. That's exactly. it. And Ryan Miller has good style, man. Ryan Miller has good style. He does. He does. Traditionally, he's had good style. But this year is on another level. Can you answer me this question? What? Can Minnesota keep it going? I, sorry, AJ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for taking over. Sorry. <laughs> you know about brains where your brains no, at. I was, I was teeing that up. <laughs> no, I see that question coming in from Kelly here. I think that it's going to, like I said, I think it's going to be between them and Arizona. And man, that kid Kaprasov looks 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 real good. I think he's going to be a huge part in their success this year because clutch players score at big times. You can't get any bigger than overtime. He scores game winner in overtime in his in his NHL debut. He had three points in that game. Absolutely unreal performance, and that's what they're going to need to make it. So between them and Arizona, if I had to pick gun in my head, I'm picking Minnesota in that fourth spot, and Arizona just missing. But Arizona's right behind him. But I do think Minnesota can keep it up, especially if they keep playing the way they started. Now there's going to be bumps in the road. They're not going to they're not going to do well against you know St. Louis and Colorado. They're probably they're just they're, they're just not. But if they can take advantage of the weaker teams in that division, they'll be right in there. And I think it's going to be between them and Arizona in that for that final slot. And I think I think they're going to sneak in because I think they're a better team currently than Arizona. Right. No good stuff. No complaints here. Good stuff. I feel like you guys have been like just waiting to get into this nitty gritty. And I keep asking questions on purpose to kind of hold you off, hold you back. Since, since the season started, I haven't missed a, I haven't missed a game. I got I've the NHL package. You can put four games on at once. Unless the Rangers are playing, I'm watching four games at once at all times. And I have Anthony's NHL package, and I also watch four games at once. Thank yeah. you, Anthony. You're, you're welcome. The, the subscription there. I, You're welcome. And I have the NBA package, so I'm just going back and forth, left and right, so, through game after game. While so you get it. Exactly. Yeah, you get it. You get it. I, yeah. I'll sometimes have my laptop, my TV, my other laptop, and my tablet just going. With, I mean, it's no, the only way to watch sports. If you're not multi, you gotta be committed to the game. If you're not multi-screening it, you're you're just missing out. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Do you now, care quick, about your quick shout out. Quick shout out to our father who is doing this in the '90s. The man had three TVs set up in the garage, all with a different game on. Mm. Guy's an absolute legend. This mm. is before tablets and and multi-screens. <laughs> this have- guy had three different TVs set up, three different games. All Sunday long, the guy absolutely. Right. We we would have we would have wrestling pay per views on in one room and the sound <laughs> from another room. Uh, is that am I remembering this correctly? You're yeah, remembering that's also illegal, so you might want to tone it down a little bit. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, come on, come on. Who's gonna come I mean, out? It's gone. Those games right. are done. Vince, Vince, <laughs> is, Vince is coming after you for that fifty nine ninety nine pay per view fee. We're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to talk wrestling one time and have you on. Yeah, no, I'd, 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 I'd love that. I'd love that too. I'm a big wrestling guy. So one day. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready to get into another segment? Sure. Of course you are. Yeah. 
even if you're not, you don't have a choice. I'm the host. I run this I'm, show. <laughs> <laughs> just, just long for the ride here. So I, this is a fun one we do on the rough cut here and there. As I hear it, you guys used to do a version of this on the Power Play podcast. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do the good, the bad, and the rough. This segment is going to be sponsored by Halftime Sports Collectibles. Go check them out if you want any great sports memorabilia, jerseys, cleats, mini helmets, full helmets, bats, whatever you're looking for, autographed. HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com is your place to go. And and it's free shipping for orders over 100 bucks. And trust me, once you go on there, it's like walking through the through the aisles at Walmart. You can't stop grabbing things and putting them in your cart. So check out HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. Sponsoring this segment, we appreciate everything you guys do for the Rough Cut. It is the good, the bad, and the rough. Let me tell you guys how this works. We are talking hockey. I'm going to go to either Vinny or Anthony, one of the Milani brothers, and I'm going to ask them about their good in the hockey so far this season. The other will counter. Then we'll ask about the bad. The other will give theirs. And then we're going to get down to the rough, and we are going to be talking good, bad, rough hockey. Are you fellas ready? Let's go. Vinny, Vinny. There it is. <laughs> That's two days in a row where I just tossed you an alley. Two days in a row, I gave it to you for the one-timer. and you, you I, did just, one, I did that one, though, right, though, didn't I? Just, I went, like, just I went, like on the ice. Just like on the ice, buddy. <laughs> I've yet you to got register. there. You got there. I've played, I've played two men's league games so far, and I have yet to register a single point. Also, Not surprising. Side, I forgot I wanted to do this. For everyone listening at home, I have a – we're getting – my team is getting new jerseys, and I want – I need a new jersey number, Okay. I have some few a few choices, but I want to hear from you guys at home. It's going to be a fan choice jersey number. Okay. West texted me. He's like, he's like, I'm really proud. I'm right. I'm really proud of the guys at home. No one picked any stupid numbers or the number 69. So and I was like, that's the that's the stupid number. That are 99. Yeah, exactly. That's what he was like. He was like, no one picked 99, no one picked double zero, and no no one picked 69. So we're we're on the right track. Also, this isn't the NBA. We don't pick double zero in hockey, by the way. We don't pick zero. Okay, just so you know, almost in any sport that I know of, nobody likes the person that picks double zero. Like it's the same thought process. You think you're cool, but really well, we support be you because you're a teammate, but that's about it. Used to it. be a goalie number in in the NHL. They they outlawed it. Uh, Martin Biron was double really? zero. He's the last goalie to be double zero. Yep. Mm. Until, they, until, the until they outlawed it. This guy with the facts. You're like dad. 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 I'm surprised dad didn't pop up in the chat with that one. <laughs> he, he probably he probably knew it. Uh, he was probably he's probably hitting backspace after Anthony already yeah, gave he, the answer. He was probably the one who told me that, but I I remember the information. So <laughs> he's so proud. All right. Well, let's get into it. Anthony, we're going to go with you first. What is your good in the hockey world so far this season? Well, I kind of spilled the beans on him earlier, but my good is Minnesota rookie, the Russian, uh, Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, five points in four games, including the OT winner on opening night against LA. He had three points in that game. Like I said before, clutch players show up at clutch times, and it doesn't get any bigger than overtime. Uh, in, in your in your debut for the NHL, you know, he, he's – I think he's 18 or 19 years old. This kid, he looks like he's 12, and he's lighting it up at the NHL level already. Um, and it, it's not just it's not just the goals and the, and the points. If you watch this kid out there, he he plays aggressive. He he goes for it. He's getting tons of ice time. He's he's already earned the trust of the coaching staff. Um, and like I said earlier, I think this gives me a big reason why Minnesota is successful and makes the playoffs this year. Is he rookie of the year? 
is he going to end up being rookie of the year? I mean, there's... I don't know who else would would even be close to him at this at this point of the season, uh, based on what I've seen from his production. I mean, that could always he, he may start hot and, and and fizzle. We've seen that plenty of times, especially with Russian born players. Seems but right, the... but right, he's my early pick as of right now, just solely based on his performance. I mean, I, I don't remember hearing Alexis Lafreniere's name no. at all in, in in three games. I don't know if I've heard his name said once. No, they just something they said at once for tomorrow. For tomorrow's game, the Rangers do have they've moved him up to the first line. He will be with Zabinajad and Kreider. They've taken Buchnevich off that line, which is going to be very, very interesting. Of course, the only guy he's been scoring for him, uh, take him off the line. No big deal. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense at all. But I, I actually will be talking about. Yeah, the I was going to say, let's not get into the Rangers because that's a whole other podcast that <laughs> will just be me yelling and being angry for an hour. Right here, moratorium, moratorium on the. Uses a uses in a rookie pop. No, I, yeah, I was about, I was about to say Hughes is in a rookie, but he lit up. He looks rookie. like he looks like a rookie. He still he looks so, too. So you look at the rookie list. Tim Stutzla from Ottawa. Alexi Lafreniere. Stutzla's good. He's already got a goal under his belt. Lafreniere, Igor Shesterkin, Kirill Kaprizov. Who else is a rookie this season? The big time rookies. Quentin Byfield. I don't think Quentin Byfield's playing. Is Quentin Byfield playing for LA? I think he and Zegras both were missing from the starting lineups for their respective clubs. Okay, there you go. So they, <laughs> the, yeah. So so out of those guys, you have Kaprizov. Based on early season performance, yeah. I mean, I've been like I said, I've been watching a lot of hockey in the also, past week since since it came on. This kid looks like the real deal, absolute stud. And the thing is, he's he's a rookie right now in the NHL, but this kid's been playing for hockey. Yeah, so that's something. So he's been playing for hockey in the NHL, so he has pro experience over in the KHL. He's used to playing with men. Some of these other kids are used to playing with kids. So AJ, AJ so, in the NBA, you have your, your European guys that come over that they play pro ball in Europe, and then they get drafted to the to the, the NBA, and it's kind of like a a similar transition where it's like you're you're playing pro ball over there, now you're just making that jump to pro ball here. But then there's also college basketball players. And the game from college basketball and European pro ball is different. In the NHL, it's like the same exact thing where the NHL, they draft from college. And they also draft from major junior, which is a whole different thing that I can get into. Right. But, uh, That's but, like then, but then there's no, it's not like your G League. Stop it. Uh, major juniors is, is big. Time. Major juniors is like major juniors for hockey is like co what college football is for the NFL. It's like the prime number one source for like, top hockey talent but that's a whole different thing not going to get into that Kaprizov ended up playing where in that Europe basically the European Pro League um and lit it up and that's it, 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 it I brought Anthony on to this show I really I was like I was like who am I going to message to, to bring on to talk hockey oh Anthony Anthony will argue with me back and forth back and forth back and forth but he hasn't said anything I don't like Kaprizov has been his <laughs> Anthony mentioned earlier he had the big time, big overtime winner. He also had an assist, a big time assist for an overtime game again for the Wild. He's everywhere. You talk about players and their names being called. If you don't hear a player's name, you're like, okay, he's having a bad game. Kaprizov's name is all I hear, and that's incredible. He's been fantastic. It's oh, a good he's, he's older than I thought. He's 23. Ah, he still looks pretty young, but he's played. What, five seasons in the KHL already? One, two, three, four, five. He's played seven seasons in the KHL already. What'd you hockey DBM? I'm I'm looking at his hockey DB right now. In these past three years, goals 33, 30 and 50. I mean, okay, so 15 in uh 2018, and then the next couple of years, 30 and 33. So he's only getting he's only getting better. 
Yeah, that's. It's, I think he has. I think he has thirty goals this year in the NHL. Well, I, short, shortened season, twenty, twenty tucks. Uh, I'm not going to argue. With that. I'm not going to argue with that, Matt. I think, I think Matt, twenty. I think twenty tucks are Kaprizov this this year. I can Based see on the shortened season. If it was a full season, I'd say thirty. Okay, I can see it happen. Well, Vinny, you, Vinny, you look like you're looking for a reason to to debate. So maybe, well, maybe maybe you'll say something that Anthony will disagree with. So uh, have you given probably, us your good probably. yet? Did you sneak it in there yet? What's no, your good? Maybe your good is no, his horrible. It isn't something that Anthony's going to disagree with. It's not. It's not. He's going to agree with me because we both love this guy. Dang it! I should have brought someone else on. <laughs> My good sure. is Tortorella. Am I oh, good? The yeah. Columbus Blue Jackets head coach, John love, Tortorella. Love Torts. And it's not just because of good coaching. Well, it is just, because of good coaching. Just giving it to Pierre-Luc Dubois on the bench. It's giving the it to handling him. of Pierre-Luc Dubois. So people who don't know, Pierre-Luc Dubois plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. John Tortorella is the head coach for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And Pierre-Luc Dubois came out and said he wants to be traded. He wants out. Mm. A lot of rumors says he doesn't like the way John Tortorella is the Tom Coughlin of the hockey world. He oh is- no, 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 no! And yeah, I disagree. That's a maybe he's not seeing that makes no Tom sense Coughlin. at all. John, John Tortorella is the opposite. John Tortorella has been able to adapt to the new NHL system. Not, I, just mean, he's I mean, that's a, that's a really tough I take. Meant, I meant John Tortorella is Tom Coughlin in the sense that he is a hard ass. He is a guy that takes no crap from anybody he will work you as hard as he possibly can to have the best team on the ice he is the same coach that basically out coached john cooper in that one series where tampa got beat four games to nothing four games to nothing not a big cool. deal we know we know we understand <laughs> but we get it is a coach my point though being here with john cooper or not john cooper jesus christ john tortorella being my good because Pierre-Luc Dubois of the Columbus Blue Jackets came out and said he wanted to be traded from this team. And John Tortorella has handled it so perfectly that it needs to be brought up. He's benched. He's sat him. He has yelled at him on the bench. He has handled it so great. The other night, the other night, the media was ripping into John Tortorella because they thought he benched him. Here's the quote from John Tortorella after, after the game that the Columbus Blue Jackets won. He says, you guys are really dissecting this benching this benching and sitting. I guess I benched Max Domi the other night, and you said, slow down, boys. You'll know when I bench someone. I have to make decisions when the game is being played, when I think someone is going at a certain t- at certain times, but don't try to manifest something as far as the benching. That's all part of a three-period hockey game. John Tortorella is handling this so perfectly. He literally came out and said, hey – Pierre-Luc Dubois, you need to address this team. You need to tell everyone your stance and where you stand with this team moving forward. We're not going to put this under the rug until you get traded. No, you need to put it all out there right now. Let everyone know where you stand so we can move forward as a hockey team. It's a shortened season. You cannot take any games off. John Tortorella, man, is the is this should be considered the great, the bad, and the rough because John Tortorella has been great in handling of this. I agree. Is it great enough that <laughs> is it great enough that it's gonna get Dubois to stay? No, he's probably no, gonna want to leave more no, than ever. But no, I think the, the point is, you don't want to play here. Fine, we don't we, we don't need you. And he did the same thing when Panarin left and when Bobrovsky left. He's like, you want to play here? Fine, we'll make the playoffs without you. And then what happened? They made the playoffs without you know people who thought was the the, the goalie of the future, 
for Broxy there. Who ended up having a tough year in, in Florida. And then Panera, who did nothing in the playoffs, the Rangers last year. He had a great regular season, but in the playoffs, he didn't he did absolutely nothing. I think he had one goal in five games. Yeah. Didn't didn't show up at big times to the Rangers. And the thing about the way John Torrella coaches his teams is there's no superstars. Nope. So he doesn't he doesn't need a Panarin. He doesn't need a Pierre Luc Dubois. And that's why guys like my man 20 Tucks, Max Domi, fit in so well. Max because Domi. Domi is a hardworking, he's a smaller guy. He's the perfect player to fit in John Torrell's system. And he loves guys like that. He's gonna have Domi on the ice for 50 minutes a game. Well, that's why that's why Pierre Luc so basically all in Not all literally. With, uh, Pierre Luc Dubois was one of those guys that he doesn't like that Tortorella system. He doesn't like anything about John Tortorella. And that's a, all of this is obviously speculation, but that's what's out there right now that Pierre-Luc Dubois does not like John Tortorella. He doesn't like his coaching style. He doesn't like playing for him, and he wants out. But John Tortorella was just straight up and said, hey, you're on this team right now, and you address the boys in the locker room so we can move forward and win hockey games. John Tortorella is the good. Absolutely, 100%. Well, then, since we can't argue in that, let's see if we argue in the bad. I'm just saying, Anthony, from the moment Vinny told me you're on the show, he's just he's been hyped to argue with you. I you got to give him something. Prepped me, he prepped me before the show. He's like, you can't be too mean. You can't you, you can't say any curse words. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm like, all right, like fine, sorry. So like, I think he was prepared for for a battle here, but I'm just not not giving it to you. Now, I did disagree with you earlier about your take on the Kings. I thought that was a terrible take. Uh, that was but a that's good start. That's pretty much yeah, all we've, we started, started, we've gotten today. And as I look through the rest of my good, bad, and rough, I'm like, oh, no, Anthony's not going to disagree with any of this. Mm-hmm. He's not going to disagree with any of this. And I texted AJ before the show. I was like, what can we do to make Anthony and myself just go at it? Well, let's, well, I don't want to, I don't want to steal the hosting duties, but let's, let's, let's move on. Maybe I'll disagree with something here. That's we'll right see. where we're going. We're going to the bad. So since you ended it, Vinny, let's get you to start off. What's your bad in the hockey world so far? So Anthony, you are going to like this. Anthony is a goalie, by the way. I need to mention that. I need to preface this before I bring this up. And this is why Anthony is going to agree with me. Anthony is a goalie. I am a defenseman slash four. I play everything besides goalie. Um, He's really good at riding the bench. Facts. Uh, Everybody needs to get some water. Man, that hurts. That hurts, man. I'm I'm a team player, okay? I'm a role player is what they call me, okay? He's a big blue guy. Exactly. My bad, though, is Cal Clutterbuck of the New York Islanders hitting his goaltender in the collarbone, making him miss the game. Did you hear about that, Anthony? Did you see it? Did you see it? Yeah. So the New York Islanders goaltender, Simeon Varlamov, is supposed to be their starting goaltender. They were trying to ease their rookie goaltender into the role here. Okay. And Sorokin. Sorokin. Yeah. Ilya, isn't it Ilya Sorokin? I didn't Ilya want Sorokin. Yeah, there it is. So, but Ilya Sorokin is their backup young goaltender. They're trying to kind of a lot of potential that kid. Yeah, so he's had a rough start. Nurture him into being that starter. But Simeon Varlamov is the guy right now. And what happens? Cal Clutterbuck takes a head high shot in warmups on Simeon Varlamov, hits him right in the collarbone, injures him, can't play in the game. Sorokin's first start in the NHL is a game that he didn't, he wasn't even supposed to start, and he ends up, he ended up winning. Oh wait, no, he ended up no, like oh, that was the five no, nothing. Game. They got, they got torched <laughs> five to nothing. I, I, I'm sorry. There's so much bad happening with the Rangers that I just forget that that game. Yeah, no, the Rangers are one, what one zero oh, and two right now. They, they are, yeah, yeah, they've, mm-hmm. uh, 
they've been, they've been real bad. Or one, they, one, two, and oh, I guess. One, but two, and oh, yeah. But one, so, one, so, one, two, and oh. So, you know, AJ, what happens in uh, the hockey warm ups yeah. is they, the goal, the goalie obviously gets his warm up shots on play. It's kind of code. It's kind of like an unwritten code that you just don't shoot high. You shoot low. Well, you don't, you don't shoot, shoot high on your goaltender and warmups. You don't shoot at least. And there's nothing above the shoulders. Like that's like frowned yeah. upon. That is absolutely right. frowned upon. Yeah. You're just trying to get them to feel the puck and get used to the puck hitting him. And that helps the goalie get warm and be ready for the yeah. game. You don't, you, you're, you're not trying to snipe top corner, you know, in, in, in warm up, warm up yeah. for the fans yeah. out there, you know, you're not trying to get a good warm up pick of that. So <laughs> it's, it's definitely frowned upon. Now with in, in Cal Clutterbuck's case, uh, you know, in, in, in his defense, he's, probably in the bottom half of the of, of shooters in the NHL. So I'm, I'm thinking he didn't mean to shoot that high. Uh, so it's probably just an accident on his part. Probably, probably got away from him. Uh, and then, you know, you, you see the fruits of the happenings there. Adamov's <laughs> off, Sorokin's in, but, you know, that's... He clutterbucked it, I get it. He yeah, clutterbucked clutter, clutter, the hell out of it. That's what happened. According to the phrase right there, he clutterbucked him. It's just right... Yeah, that's good, I love that. Bone. You just don't do it. You don't do it. So that's my bad. Kyle Clutter... Yeah. Kyle Clutterbuck... Clutter, the new term, he clutterbucked Simeon Varlamov. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. He, yeah I don't even think you have to be a casual fan to know that that's bad. Like, you, you don't hurt your team. Like Your own, your you own goal everything. in the collarbone, yeah. yeah. Now that... Way to go, that that being said, I don't want to call anybody out, but like, how bad did it hurt, and why couldn't he come back? And I mean, collarbone is collar. I mean, unless he broke his collarbone. Anthony, you're a goalie. You should know. You should know. You've got. Have Have you ever gotten hit right where that chest protector doesn't hit? I mean, yeah. 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 If you know, you finish the game. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Like Brendan Lemieux, he t- he blocked two shots the other night. Two. I have to send you that video, AJ. Guy from the Rangers, Brendan Lemieux. He blocked not one, but two slap shots from one of the, I wouldn't say he's one of the best defensemen in the league, but he's, he's a very skilled defenseman for the New Jersey devils. PK Subban took two slap shots and got him right in. I'm sorry. I just don't know how much, you know, of the game, man. I just don't know. Okay. I just don't know. Yeah. I'll have, yeah. I'm pretty sure I know one of the top black hockey players in the league. (laughs) Man, I wasn't going down that route. Okay. <laughs> right to the ankle, the literally like the heel, mm. and it just it absolutely crushed him. He played through it. He continued the game. That's a real man right there. That's hockey. Really good. That's that's that's, that's hard. I like that. Absolutely. You can leave with a concussion in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, what's your bad in the hockey world so far? All right. Uh, the bad right now is the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm. Oh, oh, three and one start. Not going to like that one. Doesn't look like they're going to turn it around. They're missing their captain, Jonathan Taves, who's out with depression or whatever he's out with. He's not feeling himself. Oh, terrible. Um, as, he's got the Kyrie bug. You know, they, they, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing in the goaltending department. They're trying PK Subban out. He's looked 50, 50. He's made some big Malcolm, saves. Malcolm, yeah, Subban. Malcolm Subban. I apologize. He's made some big saves but hasn't looked stellar at other times. And it's just looking at the rest of their division, you know, they're, they're going to have a, especially when you have to play these teams that are just destroying them, like the lightning, you know, 10 times a year, like in 56 games, I don't know if the Blackhawks are going to win 10 games. Mm. I don't think they, I mean, I can't, I, I, I can't see it. They've, they've, I mean, they've played the Panthers twice in a week and they lost both times. The Panthers aren't, you know, world beaters. Oh. 
Anthony, I gotta ask you something here, though. I have to ask you something. So you and I have both been heavy, heavy critics of one Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford used to be the goaltender for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, I used to be very, very critical of Corey Crawford, saying he's one of the most overrated goaltenders in the league. And you see what happens now. Corey Crawford's gone, and Delia has not been played well. Not played well. I mean, they weren't. They weren't good last. They weren't good last year. They, they made the playoffs off a of technicality. Does this? Does this at and all? Then, does this at all change your opinion on Crawford? No. Fair enough. No. Fair enough. And that is disputed. I get a lot of heat from people who think Crawford's a really good goaltender. I I disagree wholeheartedly from what I've seen, even in, even in their even in their Stanley Cup runs. He is he's a big guy and that helps him a lot. He doesn't move well. He's he's slow. He's very beatable on a team that wasn't the stacked Blackhawks in the years they won the cup. He's to me he's 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 Chris Osgood. Yeah. He's, he's a modern day Chris Osgood. Yeah, he is. How long has he been in the league? He's been in the league for a while. He won both cups with the Blackhawks, right? Well, they won they won three cups, the Blackhawks. Did. So yeah, yeah. In 2010 it was Anthony Emmy. Uh, in 13 and 15, it was Crawford. Got it. So, um, so is he, is he just capped out? Is it just no more development for him? I mean, like, what's holding him back from being being in the league that long, becoming a veteran player? Like, what's was keeping benefit- him from becoming? As, as a goaltender, he was the beneficiary of a very good team in front of him. Okay. Um, Hall of Fame defenseman Duncan Keith. He had uh, Patrick Sharp in there for a while. Uh, Great look uh, right there, Jonathan Tate, right. Patrick Kane, like the superstars on that team. Where, you're, not even, you're not even mentioning like that defense too. That defense had Dustin Bufflin on their team. That had Brent Nicholas Armelson yeah. on that team. I mean, that team yeah. was loaded, man. Yes. Both those Stanley yeah. Cup teams that were yeah. right in front of them were yeah. absolutely loaded. Absolutely. Okay, Dale, Dale Talon built a winner in, in in Chicago after many many bad seasons in Chicago, some dark days in Chicago, but they built an absolute winner there. And I don't think that they thought about goaltending much. I think they're like, okay, next ne- next man up, let's. Let, let's just next one up. I think yeah. that I think they could have won the cup because in thir- it was it was fifteen the fifteen season. Scott Darling played a lot of that fifteen season. Yeah, he did. Darling yeah. and it, it may have it may have been Ranta still there. Don't quote me, but it may have been Ranta still there. Yeah. Between Darling and Ranta, they split a lot of time in Chicago because Crawford was hurt most of the season. The Crawford comes back for the playoffs, and and they and they win the cup. But if you remember, they won. That was the season that they. They either broke the record or came real close to it for most wins in a row, and that was all without Corey Crawford. That was between Darling and and and, and Ranta. So to tell me that Corey Crawford was an integral part in them winning a cup is to me it's it, it's an accurate. He was a role play. He was a fourth line role player. If he was, if he would have been a like in terms of a player, he would okay. he would have okay. been Mike Rupp of that team. Maybe, okay. but maybe maybe not. But this this too, I, I get a lot of heat. My Crawford take because a lot of people do think he's a good goaltender and he's not. Um, and I'll listen. I'll listen to points on that, but I I ultimately disagree with that. The, with that he is, you know, an, an elite NHL goaltender. He's not Hall of Fame caliber. You know, I don't think his number is going to get retired. It it shouldn't. So, I I don't I don't think anything anything like that should should occur. So yeah. with your with your Blackhawks right now, with the Blackhawks right now though, that division you got. Bad teams in there as well. You have the worst team in hockey last season, the Detroit Red Wings. You have them. You have the Florida Panthers. You have well, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm not going to say are bad. So them and the no. Florida, them no, Red, a good team. Yeah, no. So the them, the Panthers, and the Red Wings. Those three teams 
is Chicago the worst one of those three? One hundred percent. If you look I at De- so. if you look at if you look at Detroit right now, they're young. I'm sorry, sorry to keep agreeing with you, but they are a good young team. They're hungry for wins. They are. Uh, they have Bernier in net, which you wouldn't think has been great, but in the early in the early going, he's been good for them. He's made some key saves to help them secure a couple victories so far this year. And the good thing about all these other teams, the best thing about all these other teams in the division is they get to play Chicago. Yeah, exactly. So all, these, all these teams are going to have competitive records because of Chicago. So uh, look, can we fast forward here? I know we're going to get into talking about a little bit in the, about what's happening in the season. Can I, fa- can I look ahead real quick, though? Do you think like a team like Tampa is going to struggle in the playoffs because they have such an easy schedule? I think Tampa figured it out last year. Okay, all right. I hate Tampa, but they figured it out last year. They know how to win. And they're going to get Kuch- they're going to at least get Nikita Kucherov back for the playoffs. I think, yeah, I think they're going to be great. I think they're going to be a, a cup contender this year again. They got most of the same guys back. Um, they're 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 awesome, and they're going to continue to be awesome. I would bet against them every other year before last year because they never they couldn't make that step, and until they did, I wasn't going to believe it. But I saw it. I believe it. They have the tools to win. I've given John Cooper a lot of flack for not being able to make in-game adjustments, but last playoffs, he showed that he could against the Blue Jackets. They, they slayed, you know, you don't think the Blue, Blue Jackets as a dragon, but to the Lightning, they were. They slayed the Blue Jackets because of in-game, mid-game adjustments where they were down and had to come back, you know? And let me, let me, let me say another thing. If they lose that, that what was it, five or six overtime game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they, yeah. If they lose... If they lose that five overtime game, Columbus wins the series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Columbus beats them, I think Columbus beats them in four if they if they lose that. So they found ways to win. They figured out how to win. And it's not always about being the best on on, on a given night. It's about finding ways to win because you're going to have bad nights. Eight. It's about finding ways to win on on your on your bad nights, and they figured it out. AJ, does that does any of that sound familiar to what I said last time we talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning? I mean, so <laughs> it's going to sound weird what I'm going to say, like. But it makes me feel good because you got in that conversation. Champion. No, 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 no. Not even about that. Like, first off, great. First off, that's where I differ from you. I hear good things about my team and I act normal because I'm used to success. You over here are just all super excited about it here. And I get it. Where I was going was you got to those points because the casual fan of me was like, am I wrong for thinking? About what you, what Anthony just said, and what you also said a couple weeks ago. So, because if you remember, I came to you lamenting about how watching them get swept by the Blue Jackets the year before, I had questions about their coach because not only were they not making in game adjustments, it seemed like they weren't making game to game adjustments. It seemed like they came back out every other night on the ice and put up the same performance. And for the life of me of watching sports, I couldn't figure out why. So, to hear that and like watching them last season on their Stanley Cup run. And to hear that and to see them fight and find ways to win, it almost felt to me like it wasn't even because of John Cooper. It felt to me like they came in there after having to deal with the pause and decided that we're going to win this with or without coaching adjustments. This is on us. We're the ones on the ice. We're going to take it over. So, you know, I hope that's the case again. I like the point you brought up with having to play someone like the Blackhawks six more times in the season. I mean, what do you, you know, what do you learn from that unless you go there and you take it like any other game, any other night. So, so yeah, you you were right where you needed to be on that thought process. I've made I've made Dante a hockey fan at this point. I'm happy. I if, if this show ended today, if I don't know <laughs> I don't know what his hockey experience was before this show, 
But I he's, felt he's like, in the Tampa area too. I, I feel like we have right. now made Dante a hockey fan. And if this show ended today, I feel proud and satisfied that I have turned one person into <laughs> a, slight, a slightly better hockey fan. That's all I have to say. He's on the way. It's, it's a little easier when you've lived in the Tampa area and you get to see success. So I, must be nice. Hey, man, your race will get there. 94. So you're ready to get there. 94. 94, baby. Shout out to mom and dad having a, a conversation, like conversating it with themselves in this chat room right now. <laughs> you're kidding. That's real love, buddy. That's real love. <laughs> oh, that's so that's we're, 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 we're coming down to it. We're coming down to it. I want to remind everybody who is in the chat, once we're done with this audio, we jump down to the final countdown. That's where it's your turn, fans. You can talk about whatever questions you have. Put them in the chat. Once we go, uh, we end this audio, we will be talking with you guys, answering questions about hockey, football, basketball, what you have for dinner, what should you make for dinner. You got kids that have potty training issues. This guy plays in a 35 and older league. I'm sure he can figure it out for you. Anthony has a kid now, man. Shout out to my nephew. Shout out to my nephew. Yeah, no, (laughs) little man man sleeping right now or I'd bring him on camera. (laughs) Yeah, then, then. Maybe uh, I just want to point this out here because Vinny keeps asking. I told Vinny, Anthony, that like I enjoy hockey. I've been watching hockey since like the 2013 and 14 playoffs. Not yes. every single game like you guys, but like I know a good sport. And I enjoy good sports. Absolutely. So I picked up hockey a little bit. I play a decent amount of chell, but I only play be a pro career. Nice. So me and Vinny aren't going to talk about what happened when we played the real game. We're well, not going to talk about well, Vinny. I'll say this: Vinny's a cheater when he plays. No, I'm he not. Understandable. He finds video so, game glitches and doesn't actually play like it's a hockey game. He plays it like it's a video so game. I was playing like ten okay. goals in two minutes, and it's just like, hey, it's like okay, you, you play a video game a lot. That means nothing. Hey, <laughs> two things: one, get out of here. One, get out of here because literally, I was I was running a power play, literally like what they do in the, in real life, where I okay. I was passing around. And two, I need to bring up a story here. Okay, can I have can I can I have the floor to tell a story? I, I know what's I know what story you're gonna tell and Do you? I, and I stand and I stand, I stand by my decision to wear it. And- <laughs> yes. Yes. So long long ago when Anthony and I were growing up, we would play the NCAA football video games. Great games need to come back. Love the NCAA NCAA game, of course. And Anthony was Florida State, and we would play the dynasty in that, and we would get so it would get so heated and so intense with our games. In that game, you could dress your coach with a full suit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Full yeah. A full suit, which was unreal. It was unreal. It was crazy that you could do that, but you could. And Anthony did it. And Anthony and I met in the national championship game, Alabama versus Florida State. And Anthony comes out of his bedroom in a full suit to play this video game. Full <laughs> video game. Anthony would go on to lose that video game and beat the absolute ever living crap out of me after that game. Be, like physically beat me up after that game because he got all dressed up only to lose in the national championship game. I'd like to apologize hey. for nothing. I stand, I, I stand by everything the suit, the beating. What, it's, it's, you gotta it's, pick your battles, man. Did you want to win the game, or do you want to win in life? I mean, that's yeah. how it was gonna come yeah. out. I, I help you build character, man. You're welcome. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so we got one more uh, to cover here. So Anthony, the rough. What has been so 
just deplorable, uh, almost unspeakable in the hockey world so far this season. This is an easy one. This is actually the first one I wrote down. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, uh, four, four games will be missed at least due to failing to comply with COVID protocols. He came into contact with someone who tested positive uh, between him, uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Mitch Orlov, and Ily- the, goaltender, the young goaltender Ily- Ilya Samsonov. They're all going to be missing at least four games and have to quarantine, all because they were caught together, not wearing masks, uh, a positive test between, so they didn't specify, but between someone that they all came into contact with was reported, and now they all have to quarantine separately. They said they're going to miss at least four games. This is a day after this whole protocol was presented to the players. Everyone signed off on it and agreed to it. And it's just unfortunate, especially in a shortened season like this, where every game means that much more. They're in arguably the most competitive division in the NHL right now. They got There's a lot of teams who are going to be very competitive. And losing four guys, especially Ovechkin like that, for four games, that could, that could be the difference between missing and, and, make, and making the playoffs. Um, not to mention the team was fined a hundred thousand dollars, but you know. Yeah, and and those are that that's two of your best players right there. That's Ovechkin and Kuznetsov. Both those guys are stars. Your young, your young star goaltender, Ilya Samsonov. Exactly, and and as sad as it was, Henrik Lundqvist was supposed to be the starter for that team. Had to have open heart surgery. Shout out Henrik Lundqvist. We wish you the best. The king forever. Exactly, and but it's all on Samsonov right now. They have Craig Anderson as the backup. They just signed. No, uh, no, uh, Anderson has been backing them up. They got the other young kid. There. Oh, Vanacek or something along those something lines. With a, something with a V. Who's played limited time with them, a lot of time in the East Coast League, and a lot of time in the AHL, but not a lot. Very limited NHL experience. Now I don't know where Craig Anderson is. He might be taxi squatting it with them. So it's it's likely with Samsonov out that if they did hang on to him, which I don't know if they did. But if they did, it's likely he'll be starting over this this other kid. All the Russians, man. All the Russians yeah. had to go and get COVID, man. It's unbelievable. It's unacceptable. Yeah. Well, they didn't specify if any of them had it. They, I think it was more of a, they all came in contact with the same person who had it, and they all had to quarantine for their their certain amount of time. At least they said at least four games could be more. I mean, yeah. they they've all they haven't started super hot. They they're what they're two and two. So it's not like they started super hot. They haven't looked bad, but they, I mean, this, well, def- they've, had, they've had to play the Penguins who, who've actually been very good to start the season. Um, I showed, I showed a video to AJ before this. Sidney Crosby was stick handling the McDonald's logo during warmups tonight. <laughs> like literally just stick handling the M of the McDonald's logo, just tracing it out with the puck. Absolutely unreal. unreal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sidney Crosby is still, still the best player in the NHL. I don't, who, the I don't care who you root for, who you like. If you'd like him, you, you you think he's soft, whatever. Best player in the NHL to this at, at, at this moment. I think there was a little bit of argument for Connor McDavid a couple of years ago. I don't think it's even. I I think it's. I don't think it's close it's anymore. Not close. It's still I, not. I, I don't think. I used to think it was closer than it is now. I think Crosby somehow, as he's gotten older, has widened the gap somehow. Crosby is going <laughs> down in history as the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. It's gonna that, that's that's gonna be very, um, very much argued against by a lot of people. But I think anyone who's yeah. in touch with the game, in touch with the game today, has to agree. Um, I think a, a lot of people are going to disagree who are lifelong old school fans. But anyone who's in touch with the game today has to say Crosby's the best ever to do it. Are 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 you referring to someone? He no should one, not be named. No God. one in no one in no one in Pacific. You know, God, I'm just talking about <laughs> guys like 
no, seriously, I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm not even talking about dad. I'm talking about like my guys, like Mike. <laughs> I'm talking about guys like Mike, Mike Milbury, guys who've been around the game a long time. Milbury, they got rid of Milbury, but this is that's 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 a whole other that's a whole other conversation. Um, but all right. Yeah. So Vinny, let's go ahead and get your rough in here. Let's all see right. what you uh, what you're packing. What's the roughest for the hockey season for you so far? Huh. Uh, well. So I'm going to make this short and sweet here, folks. I'm going to make this short and sweet because there really isn't much. There isn't much to digest in this. With the, It's the New York Rangers. And it's the New York Rangers. And it's the fact that they didn't name a captain for the third straight year of this team. We talked about Anthony. I said, you texted me earlier, like, give me an example of the good, the bad, and the rough. Give me examples. And I actually sent this exact example. And I was like, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep this in, okay? Like, this is this is really rough to me. The Rangers... For the third straight season, they have not named a captain of their team. They are one of, what, two teams left that have not named a captain? Ottawa and the Rangers are the only teams that don't have a captain? Anthony, am I right? I think you are correct. I know I know Ottawa doesn't, but I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know if other teams don't. Because Vegas named their captain. Detroit named a captain as well. And that, that right there is a prime yeah. example on why you need a captain. Yeah. Joe Larkin dropped the gloves the other night with Alexander Wenberg. Who his buddy. Uh, not Alexander Wenberg. Jack, uh, Jake Renski. Jake Renski. That's it. Sorry. His, his buddy, Jake Renski. Did you hear the story about that? Yeah, I did. With Larkin, the- you're not – right now because of code protocols, you're not allowed to get tickets in away arenas. I mean, most arenas aren't allowing fans at all. But in Detroit, they're allowing limited capacity, I guess, or you know, boxes or whatever. Um I think yeah. I think actually the situation is you can have family and friends, whatever. So Larkin actually, being the good guy he is, got Jake, who's a native of Michigan. He got the, his parents' uh, tickets because uh, they're buddies. They played uh, juniors together. So they actually ended up getting in a in a fight that night uh, yeah. with, with, yeah. with, with the parents. Literally get, Larkin literally gives gives him his family tickets to the game just to watch them both get in a little scrap together. But that right there, though, back to my rough year with the Rangers not naming a captain, that's the captain of the Detroit Red Wings right there, Dylan Larkin. He's a young kid, but he's he's the leader, and he knows his role. He knows he's the captain of his team, and if your team is down or tied or in a close game or whatever, that, that guy knows that he has that C on his chest and he has to be a leader. And from what I've seen with this Rangers team so far, that's what they're missing. They're missing a true leader. Jacob Truba has an A because Zabinajad has an A. Artemi Panarin has an A. Chris Kreider has an A. They all have A's, but there's no real leader of this team. Give someone that responsibility. I've seen rumors out there saying that they're grooming Alexi Lafreniere for that C whenever they, like maybe next season they're going to give it to him in a similar situation to what Connor McDavid had. I don't see that happening. They need to give someone a C. So basically, AJ, to take you back in time because you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan and you stole both of our captains from us. Both stole, of them. Stole both or them. Was, was put together both in a transaction them. or a package. The first one I'm okay with. The first one I'm okay with because you, you gave us you gave us Marty St. Louis and he led us to the Stanley Cup Finals that one year. What a year. What a year that yeah, was. What a year. Roller coaster year for the Rangers. 100%. So you guys gave us Marty St. Louis for Ryan Callahan, but the following year, back-to-back years, the Rangers sent their captain to Tampa. Ryan McDonough ended up getting traded that following year, that 2017-2018 season. The Rangers haven't had a captain since. It's like, it's ridiculous. I, I don't understand. Like, how do you not have a captain three straight years? 
Come on. That's, that's maybe a- maybe no one's deserving of it. I mean, if if you don't have somebody on the team that you really feel is going to be the one to step up, you don't just give that C out. It it, it waters down the idea of actually having a captain. If you just give that C to anybody. But that's a problem then. Then that means that has to be addressed and someone has to step up and be a leader. And then this rough, instead of me giving it to the Rangers organization for not giving a C this year, then it goes to the players for not being able to have a, a someone step up and be a leader of this team. But as both Anthony, as we all know, the Rangers, they have a lot of talent. You see, even my mom, even my mom knows that there's a captain out there. This was Anthony's original pick. Chris Kreider should have the C. I disagree. Anthony no, now disagrees. No, I've, I've, I've since moved to, to Mika deserves the C. And I, I do think the reason that they haven't named a captain is because they want Laffy to be the captain. Uh, eventually, no, I, I do think that's the reason. I, I, I disagree, but something that I'm in a group chat with my buddies, uh, Tom and Mulkey. Shout out to them, my boys. They disagree. They think it's fine that there's no captain, by the way. So that's it's terrible. That's the terrible. fan base is, is split, and Kreider did come out and say that you know it's not that big a deal to the players. So because since he said that, I've kind of softened up a bit. But I do, I, I would prefer as a fan, I want to know that my team has a as a as a firm leader on and off the ice, and they don't they don't have one. And I I, I think it, it speaks to their lack of identity as a team in general right now. They don't know who they are. Are they a team that's going to come out and? And try to be physical to you and rough you up. Are they a speed team? Like they don't, they don't know what they are yet. Um, and I think a lot of that, you know, we we could talk about Rangers all day, but a lot of that is is, is coaching. They have a guy who has not been a, a, a guy in David Quinn who's not been able to make that adjustment to the NHL level yet. He's a college coach who was great in college, but he's not been able to make that adjustment to the NHL yet. And it it, it shows on the ice because they get out coached pretty much every game they play. He doesn't line match well. He doesn't have the right guys on the ice, um, but. Last game, they were down a goal, and they got the fourth line out in the last minute of the hockey game. It doesn't make any sense. It's, been ex- it's, it's inexcusable for an NHL coach to make decisions like that, in my opinion. And I think that speaks to the whole team right now. They don't know who they are because it starts at the top. Give them the boot. That's my rough. Rangers going into the season, their third straight season without a captain. Yep. Well said. So I have one final question, Ooh. and this is for you, Anthony. Let's go. Let's do it. We got Vinny's. AJ, wait, can I do this? Can I do this here real quick? Can I do this? I mean, why I was you, on a roll. Why are, you in, why are you interrupting your boy like that? Because I was on a roll, man. Be a, good, to do. Be, a good, be a good friend. There's something I need to do. <laughs> I wanted to do that drop. You just went too fast. I didn't even I didn't even hear what it was. It was the Mortal Kombat finish him drop. Oh. Well, sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I got to deal with this, man. I've been dealing with it all. Again. You flopped it again. That's all right. I can't help. It I mean, hey, you had to grow up with him, so it's yes, okay. I've, yes, I've, I've been punished long <laughs> enough. But uh, go ahead. So, Anthony, we've already heard Vinny's opinion. We did a uh, NHL preview a couple weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. before we get out of here, I would like to know your predictions of who are who is what teams are going to the Stanley Cup Finals and who you think is going to take it this season. Ooh, this year is to me is there's more of a team than in the in, in previous years where there was a lot of teams are like, ooh, they might, they might. I think Colorado is ready to make that jump. I think Colorado has paid their dues. They've been in the playoffs. They've dealt with losing. They have developed young talent like Miko Rantanen, you know, 
Nate McKinnon, who's a wily veteran, I think he's only like 26 years old. He's he's still young. Gabe Landeskog, they're getting good goaltending. This is the team that is going to win, I think, at, at least two cups in the next five years. Mm. They're they're built to last because they're they have veterans who are still young. It's 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 wild. Landeskog and McKinnon both, and adding guys like Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr on the back end, recipe for success in my opinion. Big USA hockey guy, Kale McCarr. Yeah, um, although he's Canadian, actually, Kel uh, Okay, well, he played college hockey, so he's he yeah, played exactly like, whatever. That's why I have to be. Yeah, whatever. In in the East, I do have Tampa Bay making it out again. I think that Philly's good this year, but I don't. I think that they've they've had the same group of core guys forever, and they've they've never been able to make the jump. They've never been able to win when it matters. I I I don't know if if they're ever going to. And that's a shame because I love their young goaltender Carter Hart. Kind of hot, kind of hot, kind of hot here. But I, I think I think the Lightning are still in their prime. I think they're going to ride out. I think they're going to be the team that comes out of the East. And I think Colorado is going to edge them in a in a very competitive. Anthony, Anthony, it's the Elaine Vigneault effect, though. It's the Elaine Vigneault effect. It's his second year as the head coach. Maybe maybe he'll go. Maybe they'll go to the Cup. I mean, honestly, like as a Rangers fan, I should hate the Flyers. But I love too many. I've loved too many guys on that team. I love the goaltender Carter Hart. Did you see Jake Voracek's interview? So love. I love Voracek. He's a hard player. He plays the game the right way. Did you? I love their captain Claude. Did you see his interview? Jake Voracek's interview. I didn't. What did he say? So Jake. No. So basically, Jake Voracek of the Philadelphia Flyers was asked a question from uh, a notable Philadelphia Flyers reporter, and Jake Voracek responded with basically saying. Why do I need to answer your question? You're just going to spin it into your own crappy narrative after this. So I'm not going to answer your question. And then he goes, wow. and then he goes, next question. Wow. That's yeah. pretty, that's, that's pretty good. And I don't know enough about the situation to know if that was warranted or not, but I'm assuming this is after a loss. And to me, that just tells me that what a competitive guy he is and how hard he takes just a regular season loss, which is a, to me, that's a good thing in a way. I mean, like again, I don't know this that situation. The reporter may have just been trying to get some information and might have caught, you know, Voracek on a bad night. Um, but I do, I love when players show that kind of emotion. It just tells me about them that that they. That I, I love players who hate to lose. I love players who you can see that they hate to lose. Like a lot of people gave Leas Anderson a lot of crap for throwing that silver medal at the World Juniors into the crowd. That was a little, that, that that was a little much. Personally, I I understand why people wouldn't like it. It's bad sportsmanship. But personally, I'm like, man, like this kid's got he's competitive. He's got the drive. Like he didn't want second place. So knowing that he was coming to the Rangers, I was excited. Now that didn't work out for many reasons, attitude problems. He's playing a bigger role in LA numbers, right now. He's number, a role numbers in games. Yes, because he's 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 highly talented. That's why. Um, and they and they saw that and they had you know the, the room for them. and I think with the Rangers it was a numbers game. The Rangers have a lot of good players right now, so that's a lot of good young players. So he may have just been the odd man out on, on a group that is is coming up with the Rangers. Um, and and I I wish him all the best success in in, in LA. And I think you know things like I just mentioned his his winning attitude, like his first or nothing attitude. That's what it takes to be the best. That's what it takes yeah, to make it to the level. Honestly, they making the playoffs. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I think Leas Anderson will be productive for them if if given the shot. Kid's good. He and he and Hedl, I, I mean, Hedl's still with us because he's awesome. He scored a goal the other night. He and Hedl were to, to me. I'm like these guys are the future of the Rangers. And then you know, Anderson ends ends up having disagreements with the with the front office and the coaching staff, and 
flower, <laughs> but I mean, those were those are the two guys. I mean, not not to get us too off track. Go go back to your your main your main point here. No, no, that was all good. That was all 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 tied in. I mean, I, I get how you got there. I used to do this thing called the mesh, and yeah. I would start here and here and bring it all back. So I totally get it. Yeah, no. Sometimes I just I just get talking, and the train leaves the station, and we're man. We're when we're talking back. about a sport, we're passionate about. It's easy to never stop talking. So don't feel bad at all. That's it. I am However, however, we have reached that moment for our audio fans. This has been awesome, uh, Vinny. I see exactly what you're talking about last week, where you just get to absorb all this knowledge from two knowledgeable people about another sport. Anthony, it's been fantastic having you on. I can't wait to bring you back for another hockey episode in the very near future. Um, Absolutely. If you're still out there on the uh, video, it is about to be the final countdown. So stick around. Go ahead and drop your questions in the chat box. We got a couple more minutes for you. However, for that audio, thank you for tuning in. If you had questions, well, you know where you need to be on our live chat Wednesday through Friday, 8 p.m. Facebook Live. Would you like to know where you can find us? You can find us, Vinny. Show it. Oh. At the Rough Cut underscore sports on Twitter. At Rough Cut Sports on Facebook. And, of course, the Rough Cut Sportscast on Instagram. Hit that like. Hit that share. Hit that follow. Join us on our lives. You can ask all the questions and spend the extra time as our viewing fans. But other than that, you're going to have to wait till next time. Thank you for being here. Vinny, any last words? I do not. Anthony, tell everyone where they can find you at in the audio portion of the show. Tell them where they can find you at. What, like on Twitter or something? Is that what this is? No. on Twitter or something? No, you can plug the Power Play Pod, though, if you want. Oh, yeah, the Power Play Podcast. That was our first project uh, generated from our love from hockey. Started in my mom's living room with a MacBook and no mics. And look and, yeah. and, and look where we are now. But that's yeah. that's where it all started. And we're still doing that, not as consistent as this, but when we get going, we'll have to talk hockey with our boy, former ECHL all-star Travis Jake. And we just have a good time. False. He wasn't, he wasn't an all-star? Not on the East Coast. He was an all-star in the oh, SPHL. Sorry. SPHL defenseman of the year. Yeah, so he's he's got his accolades. In, in, in one hundred percent. Argue with him at some point, okay? I had to argue with him at some point. <laughs> I've yeah, got well, yeah, questions start rolling in, though. We'll have a we'll have a little bit more. Good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the audio portion. Thank you guys so very much for spending your time with us. Catch us tomorrow at eight p.m. for Fun and Games Friday, where you know we always bring the fun. This has been six star content. It has been the one and only Vinny Milani. It has been your boy, AJ Johnson. And, of course, thanks again to special guest star Anthony Milani. Until next time. Adios, turd nuggets. We will see you guys tomorrow.